Hey there, friends, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Dixon. Happy 2024. Can you believe that this is a new year? Yet, I am so excited for what this year has in store, whatever it is that God has in store. And just this new childlike faith, I feel like it's just developing and building for me personally year after year. And it's not just that same muscle memory, just same old, not rock the boat, kind of check the box, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm legitimately excited that I'm excited (laughs) about my relationship with the Lord and um, just seeking him every day and not being still in that because there was a good season where that was a struggle for me, just being stale and trying to, you know, just find a a needle in a haystack of of how to deepen my relationship with the Lord and doing all the things without doing the thing. So I really pray that this exploration of faith that I have had is one that you are embarking on or have already and that you are just like slipping and sliding with your faith walk with, with the Lord friend. I hope that this podcast is encouraging you, let alone this episode, this whole month. January is about peace. So some new things about the about the podcast, about the blog. First off, there is a blog, CourageousRadiance.com. And getting back to blogging, I love to write. I've always wrote. And every month there will be a theme. So the blog this month is about peace. And I'm really excited about that. And um, just kind of a little foreshadowing for next month, it is joy. And to go along with this month, there is a little activity puzzle that will be popping up on the blog at CourageousRatings.com and it's about abundant peace. So little note about me is I love doing word puzzles and I sometimes like these mindless <laughs> brain activity things and this in this case it's it's a brain activity but it's not mindless. You are ingesting, literally ingesting scripture page by page. So there's 80 scriptures 800 words uh, in this little in this little book, little 100 page, 103 page book. And I'm really excited um, to get this to you. So you can head to the blog, uh, CourageousRadiance.com, Abundant Peace, to get your copy. And I pray that this, again, brain activity is encouraging you and that it equips you and that it anchors you. I hope that um, you share this with a friend, share this podcast, share this, this episode. And above all, friend, I pray that it points you to your secret space with God. There's a couple scriptures that I want to start off this month of January talking about peace with, and one of which is on my voicemail, has been on my voicemail, will probably remain on my voicemail for a good while if you call me, and that is Isaiah 26 verses 3 and 4. And the second one that I want to read is 2 Thessalonians verse chapter 3 verses 15 through 16. So starting off with Isaiah chapter 26, 3 four, the steadfast of mine, you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. For me, this is both hopeful, encouraging, empowering, all of that. But then it's also something that holds me accountable. 
it's something that is like, okay, Brittany, you're either <clears throat> you with your disposition to, to become anxious is because you're not resting in, in the Lord. You're not trusting in that seat in him. And you're, you're, you somehow drifted over here away from, from the Lord. So it's either anchoring in the Lord and all the, the products that yield from that, which is peace, or it is self-reliance and not resting in the Lord. It's, it's almost like it's A, B, C, D. It's like elementary, but it is a difficult, you, you would think that I would be an expert at it, right? I don't know if you can agree, if you struggle with this, but, but it's so, that's why it stays on my voicemail because this is something that I continually drift to. But I will say that with walking with the Lord for, you know, year after year, deepening my, my faith and my relationship with him, I catch it you know, by, by grace of the Holy Spirit, um, faster and, and holding those thoughts captive and, and such before I get down into some crazy rabbit holes. The second, um, scripture is second Thessalonians chapter three, verses 15 and 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. The Lord be with you all. That is, so both of these, side note, is in the peace, the abundant peace um, word activity puzzle that I mentioned before in the intro. And that's what I'll do this month is just pull some scriptures from that. But essentially, this scripture wasn't one that I necessarily um, focused on before, but as I was finding 80 scriptures of peace, it's, it's just amazing. You know, what you focus on, you find and how it just opens you up to a new, a new, um, vocabulary of what this means and anchoring it in in something. So I'm over, so to look for peace apart from God is, is insanity. It's, it's impossible because he is per second Thessalonians three fifteen, the Lord of peace. So the peace that I need, the peace that I'm looking in substitutional ways, I can't get because I've disconnected from the source of peace. Y'all, that's so huge, yet so elementary, right? It's kind of like my, my voicemail. <laughs> it's, it seems so, it, it's difficult to remember and to walk out, but yet when you read it on a, on a piece of paper, it seems pretty self-explanatory. I, so my husband and I, I'm going to share a story. To know me knows that I share stories. So <laughs> we were looking at a new community and um, so it's, it's being developed and we didn't fully know that there was like nothing, nothing. Like we were thinking it was, you know, something there and <laughs> there was nothing. So when you drive there, it's just like, trees, dirt, some bulldozers, like not even a road. It's like dirt. And we're like, uh, where's the community? So anyways, phone call later. And, uh, the guy's like, yeah, they're, you know, talks about how much they were making progress and they're just doing all these things. And we're like, where (laughs) there's nothing here, you know, some animals maybe, but, all of the progress 
was below the dirt. They were doing all of the the land developing, the 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 water, the electric the the electrical foundation. I don't y'all this is so above my pay grade. Listen. Um all of the stuff that needs to happen on a foundation, that's what they were doing. But to my eye, I'm like, there's nothing here. To what I can see, there is nothing built. Yet they were doing everything ground level, below ground level, really. And that just really encouraged me just as I was sitting with the Lord. Some weeks later, he kind of just, I was just thinking about this analogy of, of building the buildings of our lives above ground and how this is such a day and age and culture where it is all about what you're doing, the pace of what you're doing, the achievement of what you're doing, who's doing it alongside of you and if you're doing it better, right? And as we're entering 2024, there is a proclivity within me that I feel anxious, I feel restless. I feel like I should be doing more. My life should be at this level and it's not. Or I look over to the right and this is what this person is doing and that looks even better than what I'm doing. Or this is what I, you know, hope to be in X amount of years, but maybe I can just get it now. And, you know, it's just insanity. It is striving. It is self-reliant. It is prideful. Versus, Lord, what what will you have me do in 2024? How do I start off? How can you, friend, start off 2024 at a pace and a rhythm, a cadence of rest? What does that look like for you? It, it hasn't even been anywhere in your discussion with the Lord within yourself. Or are you just trying to get off the sprinter block with no plan of respite for your spirit, of no plan? I mean, you're you're sprinting off the sprinter block and God's like, I mean, where are you going? I see you when you poop out. I don't I want us to be courageous in our faith that allows us to rest in the peace of God, even if it looks like there is no physical movement, no physical achievement, and that we know the reward. So going to this community, you would look at it and just be like, there's nothing here, keep driving. But to know that there is something coming, right? So to know our reward to know that God has a reward coming, even if that reward is not on this side of heaven that we get to see. But the impact of our faith, the impact of our legacy, how, how is God um, allowing us to rest in that, this, this coming reward? And, and just to bring in some more scripture in, in here and... Um, in Matthew, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, talks about 
this reward. So specifically in Matthew 6, um, I talk a lot about here at Courageous Radiance, we talk a lot about our secret life. So again, think about this analogy of going to this community and, and they're talking about all of this great success. We're about to clear the permit to build or whatever the word was that the lady told me. Um, she said like an acronym. I'm like, what? And luckily my husband, oh, the certificate of, she, she said CO. And it, my husband's like, Brittany, it's, I got it. Certificate of occupancy. And I'm like, okay, as long as you know, but, um, or maybe it was certificate to build. Listen again, above my pay grade. The point is that they had a lot of movement going. It just wasn't where I could see the reward. So what if your secret life and that may be in your closet, that may be in your car, that may be in your work office, that may be in your bedroom, that may be in the noon, the morning, the whatever. There's no legality in Jesus Christ. But I do get questions and I, you know, in terms of, well, when do you meet? I personally, me personally, even with my crazy nurse work schedule, I have no normalcy in it. I work weekends, I work nights, I work on call, I work, I work at all. I find for me personally, I have tested and tried and true, but I have to spend my quiet stillness time with God in the morning. That's me. So this is more, this is, this is not prescriptive. This is just to give you what works for me. Then I do my studying more in the afternoon or evening based on what my work schedule looks like. But my stillness my meet with the Lord before my feet hit the ground. I actually really got that concept from Rick Warren um, as well as Joyce Meyer years ago. And that helped me that whether it was five minutes or 30 minutes, um, not to put a number, but more so putting him first in my day. Um, and man, I'm coming to the craziness of my family life and my work life with a full cup makes all of the difference in my attitude. Okay. So that's for me. But our secret life, our secret sauce to success is a divine secret life. It is not just what we're building for the world to see or to even for, you know, even if it's not about other people, even if it's just about your checkbox, because that's, that's me. I, I'm, I'm such an achievement person that mine isn't for, hey, look at me, what I'm doing. But mine is... I create my own stumbling blocks, my own hurdles with my 18 list of things I've got to do today versus um, or or by this age or, you know, uh, this many years, this is what's going to happen. I'm very achievement um, driven in, 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 in that, I, I, you know, below the waterline. I know where that comes from. But the point is, I'm very achievement driven and so much so that I will overlook achievement in stillness or achievement in secret things. And that's what the Lord values. So Jesus Christ himself was talking specifically, this is all part of still the, the Sermon on the Mount, but he was talking specifically on uh, ways, how to, how to give, how, you know, how to tithe, how to pray and how to fast. So he talks about these three, these three practical ways of how you do it and how you don't do it. And well, actually he starts off with how you don't do it and all begin with hypocrisy and living for, for the, the public life versus for the private life with you, just you and Jesus where no one knows. He's like, don't sit here and fast for everybody to sit here and be like, oh, let me go give you a piece of bread and let me go get you some juice. You look horrible. And don't sit here and 
give where everybody just knows, you know, all the, the ins and outs. And he's like, don't let your left hand, you know, know what your right is doing. Or maybe it's the other way around. But this is Matthew 6. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and then he, you know, also talks about, you know, how not to pray. Like, don't sit here and just do all these boisterous um, pray, uh, prayers that just sound great. And you know every vocab in Webster Dictionary. You just sound so eloquent in speech. And God's like, not impressed at all. So if anything, he's probably like, stop, have a seat. But I love in each of those instances, Jesus says that your father who sees in secret will reward you. He literally says that three times. So specifically, I'm going to give you, you scripture. Matthew 6, uh, verse 2. Matthew 6, verse 5. And Matthew 6, verse 16. Each of those times, he talks about our reward is with God and that our father who sees in secret. So actually those are, those are the, the reward. The in secret is Matthew six, verse four, Matthew six. Uh, I guess that actually is still verse five. No, that, that's verse six and Matthew six verse 17. So in the prior ones, he's talking about the reward that you're looking for this coming to this community, looking to, to, you know, see whatever it is that, that you're trying to, you know, buy and build or whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's with God. And then he's, you know, goes on, Jesus talk, goes on to talk about, um, that the secret life success is between us and God. It's not, it's not in, it's not in public. And that was so convicting for me because I'm no wonder, therefore, my peace is, is jostled because I'm looking to the exterior things versus with God. And uh, uh, Pete Scazzaro, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, Emotionally, emotionally Healthy spirituality, emotionally healthy relationships, all of them are amazing. Um, but he talks, he has these 10 axioms and literally they have been, um, I guess a year ago or so, a year and a half ago, I printed them and I use them, um, within my, literally like my, my life, my family, it has been life-changing for me, a big pivot in my um, spiritual journey. I'm so thankful for him and his wife, Jerry's vision and um, just their commitment to to even saying these things, which are so countercultural, right? But he, but um, axioms two and eight specifically kind of really talk. Um, I'll talk through this whole month of peace. But axiom two, he says, being before doing, um, or doing. Another way of saying it is doing for Jesus must flow from being with Jesus. So not not doing in place of being. And that's in y'all. Listen, I was like queen of that. Like, let me just look like I've done all the things and I haven't done all the things inwardly. And then axiom number eight, um, is disrupt false peace, um, to have true peace. Like that's a no, no, just stop, stop trying to live again, this false peace of what Jesus is even talking about in this, this public life level versus cultivating, allowing the Holy Spirit in your secret life to curate real peace. There is a big difference. And, you know, in conversations that I have within my own heart, um, issues that I struggle with, 
conversations I have at work. And it just seems like this issue of peace is just such a big one. And that's honestly, truly my passion of why I even wanted to ingest more scripture about peace. Because it's like, man, like this is like the million dollar question. How do you get, you know, peace? And two and two questions I have for you. When versus when are you at Christ's well? And the second is, what are your spiritual rhythms to hear from God? So first question, when are you at Christ's well? Second is, what are your spiritual rhythms to hear from God? And let me go ahead and just to, you know, just cancel shame here because there is no shame in Christ Jesus. But I did none like before, like even and I'm saying like even in my believing life, like I would say even five years ago, maybe six. I'm saying even after I was discipled, I was not doing this well, maybe levels of it. Like, let me just not be extreme. I wasn't doing this well. So and then 10 years ago, no, I wasn't. So it was like, what? Christ has a well? What? You know, or rhythms? Like, what does that mean? What? Right. So those two things, y'all, are so important and they really help us do kind of as what Pete Scazzaro is saying about being, like coming to God, coming to Christ. Uh, imagine this, um, like holding a cup and, and it's empty and, um, and trying to go through life with this empty cup. Like, where, where is your refill? When, when do you get poured into? Um, so this being, this receiving, um, these rhythms, which for me, it's, it's prayer. It's, it's prayer, silence, and it's ingesting scripture. Like it's, it's really not like anything too, too complex for me. It's just making sure my life hands are open, um, metaphorically, um, which helps me tackle false sense of peace, which is always my doing which is always, um, I'm like a researcher personally. So like I, I will know the scripture, I will serve, I will be the helper, I will clean your whole house, I will do all of the things and be empty as all get out, um, right? Or maybe maybe for you, it's numbing. Um, and, and you know what? And I go through seasons with that where like right now, I'm like a no Netflix right person because I have a tendency to just beast in here. Well, it's not on Netflix anymore, but uh, it's on Prime for like Downton Abbey. Like, why are you watching Downton Abbey for the 18th time? Like, you've already watched it. Stop. You know, and then, so Jane Austen, side note, sorry, is my favorite author. And they have like persuasion up, they'll have like sense and sensibility. And I'm like, okay, like, really, you're gonna have like all of my shows up, but whatever. But, um, so we don't want to live this pretend this life of pretending we want to build our life below ground right we want to be doing all of the things with the lord so that then um we're getting our refill our we're we're at his well with a healthy rhythm and and regularity um that we can live anchored and one of the things that's even on blog is, girl, where's your anchor? Your anchor is at Christ. Well, that is your anchor. Um, you know, we were watching, just I'll finish with this. Uh, the kids and I were watching um, Onward, and it's not new. I don't even know what year it came out. 
but maybe a couple years ago, three years ago. But uh, it was just interesting to me. I guess I'd never really paid attention to Ian, like the main boy, him and his brother, um, Barley. Yeah, Barley. But um, there was this point where there was this gap that that Ian had to walk over this 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 cavity um, from from area from one area that the bridge was broken or the bridge was up and he needed to get to the other area and let it down. So he was using his magic thing. Again, this is not holy or scripture. Just go with me. Um, so he, he had the belief in the faith that he could walk across with this magic, you know, staff thing. And, um, and he was doing it. And his, but he didn't trust him. He didn't trust himself. So his brother Barley, so they put this rope around his waist um, and Barley was holding it just in case, like plan B, just in case the magic failed and so that he doesn't plunge to his death. So anyways, um, what they didn't look at and measure was that that rope was actually not long enough. And as he was walking step by step by step, um, Barley saw like his whole face told a different story. Ian was just sitting here confident, like even doing some extra little cool moves as he was walking across empty, like the, the rope was already out and he didn't even realize that he was walking un untethered to this, to this rope and that his brother essentially could not save him and that he would just fall and die. But he had this, this piece within of, of, of a foundational piece that he was resting in. So it was, he was, he was doing it. He was getting it done until he, I don't know if he looked down. No, he didn't look down. He, he looked back at his brother and saw that his brother wasn't holding the rope anymore. And then, um, then he fell, but he caught the, the, the slope of the other side. He had made it that far. I say that to say, when we think about um, our peace in the rope of Jesus, our peace in, in, in our faith that he's never going to fail us. He will never forsake us. He will never leave us. He will never fail. He's an everlasting faithful God. And uh, y'all, it immediately makes me think about Peter in, in Matthew 14, where, you know, Jesus, you know, he said, Jesus, you know, if you'll tell me to come on the water, I'll come. And of course, Jesus is like, come, oh, come on. And um, to walk on the water. And Je and Peter was good walking on the water. And this is you know, Matthew 14. So I'm just paraphrasing. Peter was good walking on the water. He had full peace in this unsurmounting, un I mean, like no one can walk on water, right? So, I mean, like this miracle level um, task, he had peace to do it because he was looking at Jesus. But when he looked, but then the, the wind blew and the storms were raging. So when the circumstances of life happened, he looked at those and then he sunk. But here's what's so amazing. When you think about that same rope that Ian on the, in that movie was, was holding on to, um, or he, or that the rope had, had, uh, ended and, and he didn't have to hold him, but, um, he caught himself on, on the edge. But in this case, Peter fell in the water and he would have died in the storm, you know, but Jesus caught him. And I think about that, that sometimes our peace 
just has to be knowing that we have this net and Jesus is our net. Jesus is our ability to be caught. And, um, you know, specifically, I think it, it's like 20, um, Matthew 14 verse 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So friend, I want to encourage you as we're in this year, 2024, um, what are you doubting and what are you holding on to? And it's got to be the hand of Jesus. Going back to those questions, um, when are you at his well? What are your spiritual rhythms to hear from God? These are so important in us to be able to know that Christ is with us, no matter what this year holds. It doesn't need to be something that we're anxious or worried about. Um, We don't don't need to feel that it's daunting. Um, We can rest and rely that, you know what? God is good and God is just and God is faithful and he loves me. And that is enough, friend, for us to be um, truly excited and whatever 2024 holds for us. I pray that this episode was really encouraging for you and that you go grab that peace with Jesus Christ this week and that those two verses, uh, both 2 Thessalonians 3, 15 and 16, as well as Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, um, just infuse you with just so much peace um, that you thrive this week ahead. And I'll see you here next week as we talk more about peace.